Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. The podcast is brought to you by Unicorn Cleaning Services. You can get their links to their websites on our bio, on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram page. And like I said before, they will be looking at opening a shop in Dundee very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that on social media. So this week, it's uh, Uncharted Waters, Paul. Back to back wins. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> it's uh who the thunk it. Who would have thunk it indeed? <laughs> I might as well just Love kick right off with you. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh, performance of the season so far for Dundee. Mm-hmm. And well, it, it was fairly easy. First twenty minutes, maybe a little bit nervy. Dundee won the exactly uh, under the course a lot, Rafe did have a few chances, but apart from that, it was a fine win. Could have been more if we had our shooting boots on, and if players didn't get in the way of other players. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it was, I was, it was a fine performance, and like I think a lot of fans wanted, we just carried on we the way we finished against Pavtik and took it into this game. Fair enough, we were uh, a couple of enforced changes early doors. What was it? Eight, within 18 minutes or 20 odd minutes, two changes. And it did feel like that might have mucked up, but it never. And we came out victors in this game. We sat second. Yes, second. Uh, no, f- joint second, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, joint second. Morton, yeah. Well, we're third. Well, technically, we're third. Um, I was just going to say, I totally forgot uh, Morton came back and beat Partick. Partick beat him again. Um, so they have one goal, one goal ahead of us. Um, but it's looking good just now. That's six games undefeated, back-to-back wins. Paul, take it away. Speak about the, the Rafe victory. You've just like said everything I was going to say. Pick at the bones. Pick at the bones of the Rafe Rovers carcass. <laughs> I wonder how Sean McGuigan is. Hopefully he was crying. I should have really asked him back on the pod for this. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have done. Really should have um, missed the boat there. Yeah, like you said though, you know, I mean Boyer said it as well. You know, it was the best performance of the season, and I think he was absolutely bang on. And it was like a, I mean, it sounds like an obvious statement, but it was a team performance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Every, I mean, obviously there was a couple of standouts, but. I thought every player to a man was just brilliant, totally up for it. And like it says, just played as a team. And just, I, I know you're saying that, you know, they had a couple of chances Wraith in that, but we restricted them to like your edge of the box, long range shots and that. Like they, they were never beating us, never. I knew from like the word go that we were going to win. And we did. I'm just glad it wasn't a three nil because I said to one of my mates that it would be three nil and Robinson first goal. And I never put the bet on. So I'm happy it stayed two nil. <laughs> what did you put the bet on? No, I never put it on, so I was like, ah, he better no bloody score. He better no score another in. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, no, nah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was good. Um, like I said, it was good performance. Everybody was up for it, and Subbies came on, did the job, and yeah, just tremendous. you just got to keep going now. Mm-hmm. just got to keep going. Let's dive right into the Subbies. First one. Who was the first one, actually? <laughs> Yeah, it was Grayson. <laughs> it, was, it was Grayson. I could remember it was William Summer first. But the first one, it's the one that we want to speak about, is the return of the king, Sean Byrne. Yeah. Absolutely. It's probably the biggest ovation I've heard a returning player uh, mm-hmm. have onto the field. And that's 
there's no diss there at all towards Grayson, but no, I, we most of us have been harping on about having uh, Burn back in this team for God knows how many weeks just to toughen up that midfield. And he mm-hmm. came on and he produced, he was getting stuck in, he was uh, telling boys straight that we're kind of having a wee bit of dive when he put a tackle in. He just like he just ran the show, done the dirty work. Ran the show. That that is exactly it. And like obviously, I was messaging you during the game. I thought I thought everybody was cheering because it was Boyer holding up the woman, <laughs> the numbers. Like because the guy obviously he was dressed obviously in the same training gear, and I was like, oh, is that why Abdi's? Uh, that's funny. And then just a few boys around us started speaking. I was burn. I was burn. And I was like, flipping heck, it is burn. And they, it's just the. Obviously, people were cheering, but then there was just a wee, wee drop in the noise as Grayson was going off. But then as soon as Burn put his foot on the pitch, what a, what a reception. Mm-hmm. I've not, I've, I don't remember a reception like that for a boy come back on, like ever. No. <laughs> and it was just, it was brilliant to see because, I mean, obviously, we'll not get into all the rumours and all he said and she said and all that kind of crap. But it was just great to see him on the pitch. And he did not look out of place at all. No. He was just brilliant. I mean, he's still piling his trade in the uh, reserve league, so he's still much fit. Mm-hmm. He's, there's nothing wrong with him at all. Like you say, we'll not get into any rumours of the reason yeah. why he's not playing or, or whatever, but he came on. He just brings... I mean, I'm, I'm really annoyed. I'm going to hate to speak to Dode Cran because he seems to use words I always want to use. And with Burn coming on, he's just, he's just got that composure. Mm-hmm. He just brings that composure to the middle of the park. And... I'd, honestly, I love players like him. Like, absolutely love players like him that can break up an attack, you know, pick up a loose ball, just play a wee safe pass, or maybe not safe pass, but just play a pass to get Dundee back on a mm-hmm. on an attack. He's just, I think I've probably mentioned this before, but he, he reminds me of Busquets. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, he's just, like, he's the same kind of build as him. He does the same kind of job as him, but obviously he doesn't get paid the silly amount of money that Busquets gets. But he's just that player, and I, I love players like that. So he's saying he's getting shortchanged? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He's brilliant. He's just... And obviously he got his uh, his token yellow card, which I was proud of. Because <laughs> that broke, broke up a wee attack, you know. It was just a wee, wee on the tackle on the halfway line Aye. with that. Yep, Sean Burns back. The kid's no lost it. He's no lost his touch. He's no. He's no. And... Obviously, people will probably think this is a, a pod for a pure loving for Sean Byrne, but I just think that's what our midfield has been missing. Mm-hmm. And and I think he's going to, I don't know, he's going to give, uh, what's his name, Boyer, a wee headache, I think. Maybe, oh, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. I mean, like you say, when he comes on, he, like you say, he's, he's no fancy. He's no fancy no. player, but he, he, will, he will get you out of predicaments. He will... Uh-huh. He will look for a pass. He'll not put you under pressure when he's on the ball. It's just that mm-hmm. kind of cool, calm, collective defensive midfielder. Exactly. And and like we've been saying for weeks, months, that's what we've been missing, and that's what we've had mm-hmm. back. And look at the performance. And also, I've I've not slated the boy on the pod. I've just wondered why we brought him in. But when Anderson went off, which was a shame because I thought Anderson was lively, but obviously yeah. he'd knock kind. Of, can't attack chances with us nowadays, and he he kept he was holding his head right round. So obviously that was him off. 
Wires yeah, eight stitches. I think. Eight stitches. I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it just just as you force yourself back into a team, that happens. But his replacement, Williamson, no foot wrong off him either. But then having somebody like Bum in the team takes pressure off him because he was kind of playing kind of deep when he's played for Dundee. It's now gave him the chance to move in midfield, go up front, and obviously occasionally drop back. But he's always got that comfort of Bum being behind him. He played in a, a, a great game, I thought. And like I say, yeah. I'd, I'd questioned why have we brought him in. But there, there we go. What do I reckon? We've, we've no played played him in the team that suits him the best. And I think having Burn in the team suits him the best. And there you go. That's in another player that's produced. He was brilliant. Yeah. I, th- I, honestly, I honestly thought that's the best I've seen him play in a Dundee shirt. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I think it's because he has had Burn behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, he can relax and play his own game. He was running at boys. He was skinning boys, playing defence splitting passes. He was he was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yep, happy with that. Like, he just needs to get his haircut sorted. <laughs> Absolute mess. Uh, there's some dodgy <laughs> haircuts going out in that in the Scottish Leafs just now as oh, well. It's like a bowl cut. You know, yeah. somebody just stuck a bowl on him. <laughs> it's, it's mental. Awful. Um, yeah, but, but who cares about his haircut? You could, I don't know, you could hear a mohawk, you know, a multicolored mohawk. <laughs> if he plays like that every week, I wouldn't care. <laughs> uh, he was, he was very good. Yeah, like I say, his best, best I've seen him in a dark blue shirt. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I think he had that wee, um, wee spring in his boot as well because obviously he was on loan to Rafe a couple of boots when he was coming on, so he had that wee added, added thing as well. You, you but that, that's what you need. Well up for it, well up for it. But the rest of the boys on that pitch. Delivered. There was not one player who you actually. Let's even go into it and give him the uh, the <laughs> the the praise that he deserves. The keeper, Lawler. Yeah, yeah. Did he kick the ball? Out? Did he kick the ball out the the field once? He actually was no. really good with his with his goal kicks and his uh um. And He's the... kicking someone else like yeah, and he made a wee save at the end of the game as well. And a few yeah. boys were having a wee go um around us, and I'm like. He's parried the ball away, you know. Yeah. He's made a save, and you're criticising him like, ah, get up, man. There was probably one time um, actually he, he should have really came off his line, ball in the six yard box. But um, we could nitpick all day. But he's uh, for me, it was by far his best performance in a Dundee top. Um, yep. And this is going back to what I was saying, like, like every player played well, and like I says, it was a total team, a team performance, and. Well, obviously, Boyer said it, and then you've said it. You know, best team performance of the season mm-hmm. for Dundee, and it was because every player like knew their role. Even with two subbies early, I think it was first half hour or something, it didn't disrupt Dundee at all. It didn't disrupt the, the rhythm, and you just, I just felt anyway that the goal was going to come. I mean, obviously, I think Robinson hit up here. Oh, honestly, that save from uh, McDonald, oh, Robinson in the, the first half. half it, it, on the highlights, I don't think it does it justice. He'd battered that ball, mm-hmm. battered that. That was going like a rocket. That was a good wee save. And then I think McMullen had to be shot from the edge of the box as well. And then Robinson hitting both posts. Yeah. I mean, you just, I just felt this, it's coming and we're going to do it. And, I mean, obviously it came from, I mean, it started for a penalty, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say it was a stonewaller. It was. I kind of said, before we chatted on the highlights, it's like that's harsh. But also, I think the the letter of the law says that if he's got his hands up like that, hits his hand, it's a penalty. A couple of years ago, it's no penalty. It's mm. it's natural position, I think. 
Um, I mean, the ex, uh, the ex Arab Ian Murray, uh, he had a wee gripe about the, <laughs> he had a wee gripe about the penalty, saying, you know, um, he's, you know, his arms were in, you know, they were they were in a natural position. Mm-hmm. You, you went on about flinching and stuff. You put your hands up, yeah. and I was like, all right, okay, but he's turned his body and got his arms to the side like that. So for me, that's mm-hmm. a no natural. And it's an absolute Rick Waller. The only reason I've got <laughs> sympathy is because I always played in defence. So did I, but so what? <laughs> yeah, but you're heartless. Yeah. You're heartless. Uh, exactly. Yep, exactly. I mean, heartless swine. Didn't get us wrong. If that got um, that penalty got handed out against Dundee, I'd be absolutely livid. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, man. Hit the roof. Like... <laughs> I guess one of those that like, you've got it, you've scored it. It's like, oh, maybe it's a little bit, but I'll, I'll take it anyway. <laughs> if, yeah definitely if that went against Dundee I'd be obviously bailing like but um, the run up to the penalty though again kind of started with I'm going to just call it a Josh Mulligan trademark mm-hmm. to me he gets the ball he's back to goal his first instinct is just to turn the boy and run and that's what he did and then it was a great wee one too with him and McMullen who also I thought had a brilliant game I thought he was unlucky you know, to get man of the match I thought he was tremendous but um, we won two, and I think it went to Kerr, and Kerr played it back, and Williamson just smashed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was going in. It was probably on target, like, but um, no, nah, definitely penalty. And then Robinson just steps up, and it, I mean, you mentioned Burn being cool as you like. What a penalty, by the way. For, for split-second split effort, the keeper had it, though. His foot right in the yeah. middle, but the keeper was just that wee extra second too fast. But Oh, well. That doesn't matter. It was still... A cool penalty, and oh, he's uh, cool. Uh, I, I, honestly, I love him. I love these celebrations, by the way. I didn't get them. I didn't get them, <laughs> but I'm enjoying them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's like there's times where he's looking like he's wanting to appear kill someone. It's, it's like then... <laughs> it's like he's just picked up somebody like that's he's felt gave him abuse or something, and <laughs> <laughs> he's banging his chest yeah. and everything. He's like punching the air and everything, and. <laughs> Um, he gave like it, it was classy. I mean, he, obviously we'll speak to his second goal, but his second goal, like he went over to the fans and other wee Burns are down there, yay, and he's like slapped one of their hands, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, mate, <laughs> calm down a wee bit, son." <laughs> nah, he's. I, th- I seen boys speaking about it on Twitter, going, "You know, he's, you know, he's probably one of the best loan signings that we've had." In a very long time, because mm-hmm. it seems to me that all the loan signings that we've had in recent times, anyway, have been duds. No, I've got a swear jar here, all right? So <laughs> I'll end up being skint by the end of the podcast, man. Come on, eh? But um, I can't even remember what I was saying there. Lo- uh, <laughs> the loan signing. What, what yeah. you're basically getting to is never fall in love with your loan signing, but it's happening. No, it is. I, I absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's just, I, I know Boyer was saying, you know, he was unplayable. Um, you know Robinson uh, on Saturday, and he was his hold-up play is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like nobody's getting the ball off him. See, even and again, it, lead, it comes from Lawler. Lawler was picking him out with every single pass, mm-hmm. every single goal kick, boom, right onto his toes. And the way he shields the ball and gets other boys into the, uh, you know, into the attack, he's he's brilliant. I didn't have yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it. I really hope Wimbledon dinner recall him. Well, I no, I'm pretty sure somebody says that they can't 
a few people have said it. Don't know how true it is, but supposedly they can't. But then he holds us to that because people speak a lot of waffles. So um, you can what will happen. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But you can what will happen. We'll say that here, and then people believe it. He'll get called back in January, and it'll be like you, you be prick. What are you there saying that? I've seen, I've seen people. I've, I'm sure I've seen like even AFC Wimbledon fans like yeah. You know, whenever it comes up, Robinson scored. They're like, uh, oh, well done, Wimbledon, releasing this guy. You know, mm-hmm. letting him go on loan. You know what I mean? When we could do one, but I really don't want him to go back. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just. Like I said, I absolutely love him. Eh? I just think he's brilliant. Ken, who compliments him? He's hold up play. Mulligan doing the middle. He's yeah. holding up. Mulligan's marking that and runs down the middle, and that worked. I thought that worked really well at the game. I know that. Yeah, you know what? Sorry. Speaking of Mulligan, big shout out to Mulligan by the way. He never got booked. He never got booked. Well done. Yeah. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was he was too I, busy trying his hardest to score. You can tell that he was he, desperate to score. Mate, go in my head, go in my head. Yeah. That's, yeah, watching back the highlights again, you know he's had a he had a couple of chances mm-hmm. when he probably could have passed that. But so what? He was he, you knew that he was eager. Yeah. and he was determined to get a goal. Maybe just too eager. Yeah, no, that's no fault though. No fault attacking. What mate? If you see yeah. the opening, attack it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um. You're 1-0 up or 2-0 up, you've got an opportunity. Uh, why not? Obviously, we're 1-0 down and you attack a shot and you miss it. I'll be like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you did uh, Pass the bar. Um, no, but Kim... Scalp to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you didn't stun it. <laughs> well, speaking about scalps to the back of the head, I thought Robinson was going to give him one when he got in the way. Oh, that was what to be a hat-trick, by the way. And then Mulligan, was... again, too eager. <laughs> um, and I don't know if there's any shouts between them. Um, but at the same time, uh, it was Robinson's header all day long. But Mulligan just again too eager to get in there, and uh, you just see Robinson's like, reaction. He's the, just like staring, oh, staring through him. Eh? It's, oh, oh, I wouldn't want to be Mulligan. Nah. Like no way, no way. Like that. Well, obviously we've we've skipped the second goal. We'll, we'll go back. That, but that, we'll go back. It's fucking it's our show. We do what we want. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak about the part again. Yeah. <laughs> no, the. But did uh, the Robinson give him a shout? I don't know. I didn't care. He, he probably did, but Mulligan was just pure like mm-hmm. blinkers. Yeah, I'm going for this, and the reaction, like you says, like <laughs> Robinson, like pure punching the deck, yeah, like raging, and then he's pure fresh air kicks, and then obviously Mulligan, they kind of runs away, and he's still going. <laughs> he's still like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hundred bonus. It just shows how it? much he was. That, oh, definitely match ball and all that. You know what I mean? Um, but you could tell he was just pure. He was fired up, and like the more, like he, I think there was an opportunity where I can't. I think it might have been McMullen played him in, but he kind of overhit the pass a wee bit. And by the time like Robinson had got the ball, the chance was kind of gone, and you could tell that he was pissed mm-hmm. off. Like <laughs> he was like. I don't even want to shoot now. <laughs> I'm not even passing this. Fuck you. <laughs> the thing is, though, that the the third goal was there for the taking. Yeah. If we just had our shooting boots on again, we scored two goals. But it was, but we could have, we could have got a third goal. It just, just eluded us all the time. But it, it might have not because also you got the win. But since we've not spoke about the second goal, let's we'll speak mm. about it. All right. 
take the floor. On you go. What would you want to speak? I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take the you, floor. You keep we'll going on about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I Actually, I said I wasn't going to swear this podcast. This is that's your influence. <laughs> that's you. Anyway, um, Robinson second. That's right place, right time, man. Mm-hmm. That was that. It was a great wee. Um, <laughs> Paul McMullen. I think Paul McMullen has went to the Gary Brady school of taking corners. <laughs> <laughs> like he has. It was just like a wee Gary Brady dink mm-hmm. onto the penalty spot. And yeah, fair play to Sweeney for getting the header. Mm-hmm. Like obviously he's just wanting to header it into the danger area. Yeah. Might was it meant? I probably was. Um, but right to Robinson, he took two bites at the cherry. Some save though for uh, McDonald. Yeah. I like him. I, I actually I've always liked him. I thought he's a good goalkeeper. He's a keeper that I thought um, we should have went for a couple of years back when I think we've got him. I know he went to Alloa on loan for Cullen, yeah. and I was thought we could have. I thought I would have went for him. I could have always thought he's a smaller goalkeeper. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. It was a shame because uh, he was a good save for him, but it just fell right in front of Robinson. You can see him; he just laying on the ground after the goal. Um, uh, yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. He was like after Dundee. I, mate, I noticed that mm-hmm. uh, when I watched the highlights of the day. Like <laughs> Dundee players are walking back, and then here he is, just sat at the the goalposts. I think Robinson kind of looked at him and said something. <laughs> yeah. and Get up, yeah. I, I honestly think he must be thinking, Paul McGill's not on the field, so I've got to be the angriest man here. Because <laughs> I, I, I actually felt sorry on him. <laughs> Robinson was walking past and looked at him and was like, I oh, didn't say nothing to him. Leave him be. Yeah. And I think he did say something like, oh, oh. hey, heart. Have a heart. <laughs> He was, oh, yeah, mate. I don't oh, wow, that was brilliant. Like, But you come up, that's the kind of ruthless streak that we need in this team mm-hmm. and he's shown it absolutely shown it okay, well, Paul McMullen it could be easily one of his best games for Dundee I thought he was unbelievable he was just all over the shop and he, yeah and he was he was everywhere and he yeah. was again Closing like down. Williamson just skinning boys mm-hmm. for fun like they weren't there and I know Abdi says he's quick but, but even heck, man. even when he never had the bar he was left and right across the field just closing down what position was yeah. he playing yesterday? Utility man. I don't. No idea. I genuinely have no idea. Hero. That's Obviously the position. If you were playing... <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, but like he's like obviously we're playing the wing backs again. But I was like, where the hell's Bit Mullen? Like, what's his position? But mm-hmm. like you says, he was left, right, centre. He was everywhere. And like I said earlier, I didn't realise that. I didn't realise Robinson got officially man of the match. I never heard it over the tannoy or that. I wasn't really paying attention, but because I was just choking to get back for a pint. <laughs> um, but I would have genuinely, I would have gave it to McMullen. Mm-hmm. I thought he was brilliant. Aye, there were a few people in there. One person who could have been a, uh, who could have been up there getting the reward, but obviously you had McMullen and you had Robinson in front of him with the two goals. Sweeney. Came in, he's came in for a lot of flack recently. Um, From you. <laughs> but the flack is... I'm only joking. It's not, it's not unwanted, though. I mean, he's made mistakes, silly mistakes. He's been sent off. It's been silly sending-offs. And mm. it just feels like we're getting the Alps we need for last season back now, which yeah. is a good time to, to hay to him back because uh, this is the kind of running now that you're going to see people dropping out. And people piling on. So, yeah, it's a good time to see the confidence zip right back into him. And, all, and uh, doesn't he? All three were brilliant. Man. Yeah. All three were brilliant. Of course, yeah, it, it, helps, it helps a lot that 
the people beside playing beside them, Ashcroft, McGee, it's their positions. Mm-hmm. Strolled it. Who'd have thought? I know. Jordan McGee, <laughs> a defender, playing well yep. in defence. <laughs> Did you see when Ashcroft got the ball and decided to go on a wee measy in the second half? <laughs> and he just must have, he got so far and must have thought, ah, this is no for me, passed it and just ran back. <laughs> yeah, seen that. Yeah, seen that. <laughs> I can't remember who who at the end of the game, uh, oh, it was towards the end of the game, it did a, like a sliding tackle, like a block. Mm-hmm. It might have been McGee. I think it was McGee, yeah. Because that, that was basically saving a goal. <laughs> mhm. That was, and you know it was dead good. Actually, I, I thought this just before we came on. Obviously, last pod we didn't highlight any Wraith players, mm-hmm. and it was like the Wraith players didn't even turn up on Saturday. Aye, I see the fans basically said that as well. There was no, there was no qualms for them or nothing. There was just a case of like never showed up, like mm-hmm. like worst performance of the season for them. Uh, and to be honest, eh, it's. I expected more. I expected more for them. Like see, the first twenty minutes, a couple of near misses, uh, near chances, uh, not too far away for the goal, but that was it. I did expect a lot more for them, but um, especially when they flung that big boy up. You see, says him, the number yeah. forty-one. Oh <laughs> man! But mm. he done absolutely next to nothing. How could he against the three? Exactly. He was actually losing like, haters. I, 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 I honestly kind of mind any of those three not winning a header. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They were just... The only player I thought that was actually pretty good for them was the left-back, uh, left sorry. Um, what was it? Nguemi? Oh, Nguemi yeah. yeah. I actually thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure... I'm sure Sean McGuigan mentioned he's... Like, he was playing left wing mm-hmm. and that's no his position. He's actually a left-back and he played left-back, but he obviously he was kind of... I mean, he was up the pitch a lot, and I actually thought he was pretty decent. Like. Aye, he's the one that caught the eye. Um, mm. Yep. But I wasn't that hard to catch the eye because it was a bad performance from them. Yeah, that's and like, right. Like, and I do think a lot of Dundee fans <laughs> thought as well that it was going to be the riff team of the last three games that have won, like, um, and who have got a lot of plaudits for their wins showing up, but they just never. And obviously, you kind of just say, oh, it's just a bad performance for them. I like to think that the way Dundee came at them, just uh, uh, yeah, I made I made them put in a bad performance because Dundee came at them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, shot it. Eh? That's, totally agree with you. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, because like I said last week, I think Ian Murray's, Murray's doing. He is doing well with what they what he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, they did the turn up, or were Dundee just far superior? Mm-hmm. I think I'll go with the latter. Yeah. Um, the boys that I would have highlighted would have been the ex Arabs, um, Connolly and Stanton. Because they were they've they've been scoring goals like mad. Was yeah. he at Connolly? <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely stinking. He, he is stinking. I think he there was a case of trying too hard mm. because he was getting pelters, and he has oh, he, and he has been given pelters when he came back to Dens, um, through Brilliant. various teams, um, but it's one of those where he was going to get pelters. He's like get to his game, and it's worked a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked, I looked at it, especially in the second half, obviously, because he was on like the dairy side. Mm-hmm. He was getting a stinking like, yeah, wonderful. Hey, you'll love to I see love it. that. You'll love to oh, see I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> brilliant. You sitting it's in... brilliant. Even even we Burns getting involved, getting him pelters. I'm <laughs> sitting there going, well done, Kimo Savi. <laughs> start young kids. Start young. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Like, I love you it. sit in the, the dairy, don't you? Yeah. That's how you never heard 
um, the man of the match because I don't think the the system in there has worked since George McGeechy's testimonial. Ah, uh-huh. no, right. yeah, tumbleweed. Ah, <laughs> 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 well, joke, Danny. Some people will find it funny. <laughs> no, but it's the the tannoy there's absolutely grim. But I, uh, mate, I was just too busy. I was just buzzing, like, mm-hmm. like it says. I was just wanting to get back to the pub, <laughs> which I did, and I celebrated. And you're paying for it tonight. Oh, hold on! I'll just have another wee swig of my uh, Beramaray. How could you? How could you? Oh, I love it. There's a problem. With it. It's amazing. It's amazing what Dundee, Dundee victory does to you. You know, it just changes your whole attitude. You know, you're absolutely loving it. Don't you have an alcoholic? Correct. <laughs> See, it's a, it's a no win because even if you lose, it turns you into one. If you win, it turns you into one. That's it. Obviously, no it's me. Win win. No me. <laughs> No, no use sitting there with your glass of water. <laughs> Keeps the skin hydrated. That's it, mate. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was fucking, it was class. And then, like it says, I mean, we just got to look forward to destroying Hamilton now. <laughs> so this week we have another guest on the Up With The Bonnets podcast. And today we have Grant Hill joining us from the D for Life Trust, who are the second largest sale holder for the club. Grant, how are you doing, mate? Good to speak to you again. Yeah, good good to be back, Danny. It's like it's like old times, me and you being on a, a podcast together again. Yeah, uh, the Alpro Road days. Yeah, you've obviously moved on to bigger and better things since then. You're hanging about with Archie and Jim Duffy and these guys. And... Uh, well, uh, that's it. Uh, moving up the chain, moving up the chain. It's, it's good to see you still remember us small people that were there at the start, so that's, <laughs> that's good. But yourself, mate, you've, you've went... You've went on to, to newer things as well. That's you know the communications director and vice chair of the the Deep Life Trust, I believe. Uh, yeah, for my end, yep, that, that's my roles on the trust board. Uh, me and uh, you, you may remember uh, several months back, me and uh, another four guys uh, joined the board: um, uh, Ryan Norrie, Ross Day, uh, Grant McGregor, and George McIrvin. And since then, we've been working with the, the pre-existing directors. Uh, we've been working hard on a mainly to this point on a process of internal reform. Uh, it was very clear from the start that uh, D for Life needed a, lot, a, a bit of an overhaul. Um, the guys who were on the board had done a fantastic job um, just to keep things running over the years, but to for the the, the type of uh, overhaul that D for Life needed to be a kind of more mo- modern, more agile uh, organisation capable of representing the fans. It, it needed a bit of a boost of manpower, um, and, and so we were able to come in that. And as I say, we've we've all worked together. Um, I think we've made quite a few improvements in a lot of areas, um, and now we this Saturday coming is our AGM, and uh, it, it's going to be the first face to face meeting that the trust held. Since I think 2019, so we're hoping that a lot of members come along to that, uh, give us their views about the trust and about what's happening at the club as well, and give them a chance to shape what we do in the future, um, and just have a good old chinwag about Dundee as well. Whereabouts is the the AGM being held? The AGM is Dundee Social Club at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not take it just now. That's to well, we'll be just the members only. It's members only. We do want to have uh, an open meeting 
um, with the broader funds members or not, um, and because we want to try and engage with people who have either been members of Day for Life in the past and are lapsed, or for one reason or other have never been members, uh, and, and try and put our vision across to them for what we want to be as a trust um, and why we think it's important. Um, and, and one of the things when we, we first got on board and we, we spoke to the um, when Nori Price, who's the, the chair, and, and Gary Cocker, who's secretary, um, they were instrumental in getting us on the board. And we had a kind of shared thought of it. We have to kind of go back to first principles here. This isn't about D for life as much as it's about Dundee and trying to make sure that Dundee has a um, is, is a stable and club with a, a you know a vibrant future. Uh, because I think there's last last year was a low point for for any Dundee fan. Um, you know that that Scottish Cup game against Rangers was was utterly bleak. Um, and we want the the club to engage for fans and fans to be able to to play their part and ensure them that we we never go through things like that again, and that we are on the up. Yeah, I, I would say myself, it's good to see uh, a, a new lease of life in D for Life. I myself, I was a lapsed uh, membership holder. I'm back on board now, and um, it it just seemed to be D for Life and like the guys that 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 you're dealing with that, that that were there when you came on board kept it going but it just didn't seem to be clicking for me and maybe a lot of fans as well but I think now with the, the like say the injection of new blood yourself and all the working with the existing members and it's it's good to see that the fans can look at an organization or a platform for like yourself to 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 go and question things that are happening in Dundee instead of like what we all do is vent over social media um, you never get answers. So it's good to see that we've kind of got something here that we've got people who are like-minded, want to ask the same questions. And um, if you're a member, I take it you can just uh, get in touch with one of yourselves and just say, look, I've got this, to, I'm worried about this, or I want to ask about that. I take it that would be something as well that they, they can, uh, of the Join D for Life, be looking at um, doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, anybody can get in touch. with And to be honest, non-members can get in, in touch as well. Um, let us know what they're thinking. We've, we've taken since the summer. We've raised quite a bit of quite a few questions with the club. Um, issues about e-ticketing, about the state of the stadium, things like that. And so, yeah, we we, we have raised these issues already um, and given given the feedback to the members who've who've got in touch with us in the first place. In, in terms of the, I mean, I, I don't really want to talk too much about what's kind of happened in the past uh, with D for Life. Um, all it says, you know, there's the, the the directors when we came in, they are absolute Dundee fanatics, mm-hmm. as everyone is. Um, and they, as I say, they were doing their best to to hold on and, and to keep the trust going in really difficult circumstances when for years there was a, a decline membership. There wasn't a the volunteer base that there once was. So they were having to do everything on their own and yeah, it just it just needed some more bodies to help them out to, to get to where we all wanted to be. Yeah, it just feels feels like a, a rejuvenation of the of the D for life, especially that you see it's a just small things, new updated badge, profile badge, and then your website, the uh, new and improved, launched last week. Yeah, I mean that, 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 these are all things that we we 
you know, we felt that everything needed updated. Um, and these things have been really time consuming. And to be honest, we send out monthly updates to let members know what we've been up to. But I mean, to be honest, banking reform is not a thing that's going to get many fans excited and get, get them out of their seat at Dens, is it? You know, but it's these things that are really important. Um, and directors, uh, Grant McGregor, the treasurer, along with Douglas Tott, have, have you know, worked relentlessly on this. Uh, Ross Day, Ryan Norrie, uh, have, have worked really hard to get the website um, and, uh, and the new CRM system into place. Um, Mary Coyle, uh, another one of our directors, has, you know, has some fantastic ideas and she's trying to make the most of the new visual identity by uh, developing pin badges and she's got some other ideas as well. Um, you know, just, and you know, every, everybody's been working really hard to, to get to where we are, you know. It's, it's just, it, it's crazy some of the time that this can take up when we really want to be dealing with more meeting or stuff. Um, you know, Gary spent, you know, weeks of his life battling with Facebook. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg had a real, I, I don't know if he's an Arab or something, but he was really wasn't, Facebook were not, or Meta were not helpful at all, just trying to get duplicate pages removed and things like this. So it's, I, I like to think we're now, we've got most of the, the boring background stuff out the way now and we can really look to try and uh, attract more members uh, and do better at representing the views of Dundee fans and hopefully, as you've said there, you've identified social media and things like that. And I hope people can see that we have been better with comms, we have improved our social media presence, the, the website's obviously uh, much improved and, and we have been more active. So I hope people do see that and and realise that, yeah, we're, we are making progress and uh, the more members we have, the more we can do and the better we are we are able to represent a wider uh, section of the fan base. Yeah, it just feels like you've done the, you've laid the foundations and now you can move on to what your goal is, if you know what I mean. This is, this is the important bit we're coming to now. Um, you know, our vision is to basically represent Dundee fans across the globe um, to help grow the, the club's fan base and, and support the club's development that's what we want to do. Like you say, the foundation's there, so now it's it's up to us to go on and and do that. And we have to you know, be accountable to our members, and they are absolutely entitled to tell us if we're not. And uh, I'm sure some of them won't be won't be slow in doing so. Um, but we've the changes we've made. It was partly informed by a survey we sent out to the members, which gave them a chance to to feed into what they saw as. As D for life's uh, primary purpose, um, and you know, I, I, we were really glad that they agreed with the direction we were moving in. So that helped us finalise those things, and um, uh, you know, we got some some less than positive comments as well there as well. But that's what we need. You know, if we're going to improve, we need to know the the things that we're not doing well as well as the things um, that are going okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, the negative ones are the, probably the most important ones because that's the ones that you've got to work on. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think things are things are moving uh, well. We've got a really our um, our uh, liaison director George McIrvin's been doing a really good job of going out and meeting other supporters groups, um, meeting with the DSA, meeting with John Burke, the club's SLO, 
um, to talk about how we can best represent fans. Um, and it's you know there, there's a much improved relationship with DSA there as well, and I think that's important because we we need all the the people with the best interests of Dundee at heart working together um, and able to sit together in a room and just chat things out for the benefit of the supporters. Definitely. So it's a full onslaught to get more people involved with the D for Life. Um, I take it, as will there be things in the pipeline for engaging in fans and obviously wanting more people signed up uh, to represent? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a lot of plans. Um, as I say, there's we're, we're probably not as far down that the membership drive um, path as we would hope to be. Um, other things have held us up. Um, but yet we want to have an open meeting. We want to engage with as many fans as possible. Um, we don't want to... Uh, sorry, we do want to uh, do other events um, and be more visible so that people can come and ask us if, they, you know, if, if, if they're sceptical about anything, come and speak to us and we'll hopefully allay your fears or we, we can tell you what we want to do. And, and if people are on the same page as us and think there's a benefit to that, then great. I hope we can we can get them to join up or to get involved with the trust uh, more fully beyond that. Well, if you're doing events, then you'll need a check with my agent if you want me to host. Well, uh, <laughs> Dan S, I, I saw the trousers you were wearing at that meet the, the manager's uh, event, so like they, they can't come cheap. Like, so oh, I don't no. know definitely we can afford you. Style, style cost, mate, style cost. <laughs> I should say at the moment that I'm watching Danny on a screen and he's wearing an Only Fools and Horses t-shirt here talking about style. <laughs> uh, uh, to the public, though. To the public. It's all trousers and jumpers in the house. Leisure wear. <laughs> but um, we spoke about like uh, speaking to the club. How is the relationship with the, the club? Because I think a couple of years ago, maybe it was quite strained and maybe there wasn't much communication, but... I think you've maybe had a good few meetings with uh, the Nelms and Co since uh, taking over. Well, I, I haven't. Some of some of my uh, like fellow directors were up at Gardine. Um, they've, they've met John Nelms, uh, Greg Fenton as well. Um, I, yeah, there's, there's. I, I think everyone's aware that the the history of relations between the club and D for Life have not always been good. Um, Again, I don't really want to talk about that because it's about the reasons for that because it was before my time on the board. All I can say is we want to um, have a positive relationship with the club where we can help its development, but also it has to be a two-way street. The, the club has to engage with fans, um, and I think the fans, especially given the history of Dundee, have to be able to ask questions um, of, of the owners. Um, we've recently written to them about the, the stadium outlining our position, which is that we, we support it in principle, um, but there are some issues that we feel the club needs to address and they, they need to engage more fully with supporters. Um, the, you know, the events at the Landmark and online were great, but that's really to do with more of the, uh, the legalities of the, the planning process for, for the wider property development. Um, what our concern is the impact or potential impact, the risks, rewards, um, and all that on on the football club itself, and that's what we've asked for more engagement for, with, and we hope that they'll come back, uh, respond positively to that. 
uh, of to say that um, that, that, we have, that others um, have also had meetings with Greg Fenton as well, and Greg's been great for answering questions we've got and very receptive to ideas. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed uh, is that uh, a couple of times DeFlife have raised a couple of queries or questions and uh, been uh, highlight, highlighted back that uh, Greg Fenton has got back and answered. Um, so it's it must be good to at least see that as well that you're you're, you're asking something and it's maybe you're not waiting ages for a reply. And do you think it's it's kind of like that because of like DeFlife kind of reinventing itself or reinventing itself but you know what I mean uh, I, I don't as I say I don't really want to go on about what ha- may or may not have happened in the past um, I just think Greg's been really good at getting back um, I, I think he's 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 doing a good job up there from, from everything I can see and everything I've heard um, there are a lot of good people working up there as well um, so yeah as I say we want to uh, to engage with the club, that, that's fundamentally the thing. I mean, we, we can talk about new websites and new logos, the uh, the brass tacks that will be judged on, sorry for mixing metaphors there, um, but will be what we can do to, to represent fans and to make sure they're listened to. Um, so that's where, we, that's where we're going next. Mm-hmm. So Grant, you mentioned, uh, well, you touched on the subject of uh, the stadium uh, a couple of minutes ago. So what is the kind of views um, going into the nitty gritty of the stadium uh, within the D for Life or some of the questions that are being asked to the to the club about the uh, the project at Campy? Well, the, the, the position of D for Life, um, well, like long predating my, me joining the board, has always been that there were support with the stadium in principle, um, but we feel that there are questions that the clubs need to address. Um, and part of, part of these are the prospect of dens being sold before the new stadium's complete, um, the lack of clarity over who will own the new stadium. Um, we need to know more about the prospect of interim ground sharing. Um, on that, I think John Nelms answered this question last year. He was asked and he said um, that uh, the, the club wouldn't entertain um, a long-term ground share, and it would only be a very short period um, before the, the stadium's complete. So, you know, we want, we would like John Nelms to, to to speak more about that and to confirm. I think fans are becoming alarmed and want to know, you know, what does that mean? When would Dens potentially be sold? Will the club stand by its word in that it would be only a short term and that they wouldn't? move or, or sell the ground until the new stadium was nearly complete. Um, I, I think we also asked about, you know, is it, what is the plan B if the, the Camperdown project should fall through? Through no fault of the, the clubs, you know, the, the club put together very ambitious plans. Um, but, you know, if you look at what Aberdeen had for years and have now had to completely rethink their new stadium plans, um, Planning in this country is, is, is not an easy process to go through for anything, let alone a, a, a project of this scale. So, you know, we want to know, we, we understand that the club are commit, completely committed to a camperdown, but what happens if that doesn't happen, um, especially if Dens is sold or is to be sold? Um, and and we, we want to know more about the exposure of the club to risks. Um, 
there's inflation's at its highest level for what 40 years um interest rates are rising now it may be that it's dark blue property holdings that are exposed to those risks but what is the knock-on effect on the club um and and that's what we want to know yeah one thing that always sticks in my mind and i don't know if it's the, kind of the same scenarios uh covering say uh they don't on their stadium they were without their stadium for a season or something like that and that's what kind of gives me a little bit of fear is that that could happen to us and then you're left like without a home um but i mean all the all the, the questions are, uh that you kind of said there was probably like what most dundee fans are probably what to hear and get a uh, like some some closure if you know what i mean if, if things are steaming ahead and fair dues and uh, but like, like what happens if the stadium is got to be sold before we move in and then what happens uh, there and where do we go because I can't see many fans well, to be our bro that stadium be able to to have uh, a game every week at the stadium and then you've got across the road would people want to go there would they want us there and then the other option is um, uh, probably close option would be St Johnston okay. and it's like yeah. yeah I mean would everybody travel to Perth every second Saturday and again would they want somebody there every second Saturday is there as well and uh, yeah once you think of it that way it does throw up a lot more questions um what happens if there's a delay <laughs> yeah, there, a, I mean the one thing I would say is that we we think we, we believe that the the um a new stadium could be transformational for a club mm-hmm. you know if it came off you know there aren't many examples of clubs who haven't prospered after moving to a new stadium but there are some, mm-hmm. and that's what we have to be careful in, especially when we think about will the club own the new stadium or will another company own it, and what happens if that company is sold? Um, yeah, I think these are things that need to to be addressed. Coventry is, is the example I would always come to as well. Um, uh, Clyde being another one, um, with the difficulties they've had with, with not Lanarkshire Council for reasons we probably shouldn't get into on this podcast but you know there are clubs who found themselves in perilous situations either they were homeless for years I mean I, I clubs like Hamilton and um, Clyde I've, I've lost count of the amount of grounds I've seen Dundee play them at <laughs> you know they just seem to move about Glasgow and, and Lanarkshire for years um, there's also you know clubs like down south who are play who are, you know playing in front of 1,500 people in these massive white elephant stadiums. Um, you know, just things didn't pan out the way that the was envisaged. So there, there are a lot of things that still need to be addressed. And I don't think it's unreasonable, given our previous uh, brushes with extinction, that Dundee fans are asking those questions and you know, I, I think Dundee fans should be asking those questions um, because it was ambitious plans from previous regimes that went tits up that um, led us to, to get into such horrendous financial problems and nearly lose the club we love so we just don't want that to happen again and we want we can't let that mm-hmm. happen again I mean, I, I I just said there uh, all these questions that I've got. I, I do believe like 
you, you've you've said that it could be transformational for the club. I'm all for it. Um, I think it's a fantastic whole project. The whole thing looks lovely. Um, but yeah, just a, a few more a few more answers to a few more questions when they go amiss uh, to maybe calm a little bit of nerves we did on D support. Um, I mean, I think the thing is, Danny, is like every survey that's ever been carried out, either kind of by the telly or by ourselves as the, the open letter group, as people called us last year before we joined the D for Life board, showed that the majority of fans are supportive of of a move to Campy, but they also show that a majority are probably sceptical about it ever happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is going to be scepticism bordering on cynicism, given Dundee's history, and that is just an, an unavoidable um, hindrance for for the people in charge. Maybe they maybe think it's unfair that why, why are we being tarred with the same brushes, um, owners of the past who've who've taken the club to the to the brink. Um, but they, I think they also have to deal with the fact is that Dundee fans are a scarred fan base, and these the, their experiences will make them more sceptical um, than others, and they will and should have, in my opinion, have questions to ask. Um, and that's all we're asking for before we can, as a, as as the supporters trust, the the second largest shareholders and the the custodians of the A shares before we give our unconditional backing to the, the to the project. I mean, we want to back whatever's good for Dundee. Yeah, that's what everybody wants in the end. It's always what is good for the club, what what will help the club. But a few questions along the way, it doesn't hurt anybody, does it? Well, no, that's you know that's what we want engagement with the fans. And that's that's ultimately what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously, that's the, the the website up and going. Social media is going well. Um, obviously, the, the the club are monthly. I'm getting monthly newsletters through uh, emails, and um, yeah, they're, they're asking questions to the club, offering assistance. Um, the the e tickets not too long ago. I think yeah, that's a wee bit of a touchy touchy subject for away fans. Um, but the, it's good to see D for Life uh, offering offering to, to, to assist with this as well. It's not just a, a case of starting up deep life and asking questions and uh, every couple of days they're offering to help out the club as well, which is uh, great to see. Yeah, as I say, like helping the, the club's developments, you know, one of our primary aims um, and there have been discussions ongoing about that um, and they've kind of not quite come to fruition yet on that so um probably don't want to say any more but yeah we do we do want to help the club um yeah at, at the end of the day like i keep coming back to the first principle is we're dundee fans mm-hmm. we want the club successful on the park and we want them to be stable off it and yeah i think that's that makes everybody's weekends better doesn't it when it is that you know yeah I, I, last saturday at fair hill how much did that Cheer everybody's life up. I was, I was, I was sitting there brutally hungover watching it, and then you know, just then, it was like a light came on, and, and my brain was working again after it. Aye, <laughs> um, uh, not all the uh, second half, the first half. We'll not we'll no speak about the first half, but I know what you mean. It's like stuff like that, um, games like that, and moments that uh, cheers you up and uh, it gives you a wee boost as a Dundee fan. 
Absolutely, absolutely. But Grant, thank you very much for coming on. Speak to us. Um, like you say, what you can uh, D for Life is uh, is it just D for Life uk? I think the website D for Life dot com um and also the the websites as well uh, sorry the social medias it's just easy get, go on d for life um you'll find them uh, on twitter and facebook um like you say gary done a good job in getting it back on on facebook um so you can get updates on there the website twitter and if it, if, if anyone wants to, to drop us a line um just even to moan about why I've been going on a podcast and things like that. Um, <laughs> you can you can get us at contact at dforlife.com. There you go. So if you think he bladdered on or said something you didn't like, give me an email and tell him. Uh, my wife will be the main emailer for that, I think. <laughs> well, Grant, it's good having you on, mate. Like old times, like you say. Uh, Great speaking to you again, Danny. I know, and hopefully we can have you on um, down the line when uh, there's other projects or happenings on with D for Life. We'll gladly have you back on the podcast. Thanks, mate. So this week, uh, we're back at Dens Paul, and it's against bottom of the table, Hamilton Arcus. Now, there's no love lost between Hamilton and Dundee. Um, way back in the 2013-14 season, um, didn't want to dig up old graves of that. So everybody kids, nah, everybody kids. Why? Ah, uh, no, go for it. But there's also nah, 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 cheating <laughs> bastards. <laughs> um, obviously, there's been a little bit of a we tip for tat we we both teams as well because obviously when we've been in the championship, so have they um have always been challenging and yeah, like they picked us to the league one year and. There's all that capers, but this Saturday, uh, they're coming to us. They're bottom. They're rooted at the bottom of the table. It's not looking good for them. It's looking good for us, which could mean only one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you've done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's going to be an interesting one because I watched the game against Air United on Friday night, and they deserved something from that game. They did look quite good. Cheap goals to give away, cheap penalty to give away. But there was a wee thing about them, but I don't know if that was just because it's a Friday night. Uh, Needy likes to travel to like, like Dundee on a Friday night TV. I, I refer too well on that. Um, but they, they did look okay. Like say, could have had a point, but they never got it. So could it just be this is the, the, the lay of the land for their season ahead? Because it looks like they are going to be bottom two. I can't see them getting out of it. Um, it's going to be a tough ask for them to come up the dens. And if, again, if we just continue the way we played on Saturday, um, more or less keeping the same team, it'd be hard to look past the Dundee win. Exactly. Yeah. 7 0. 7 0. I'm just. I'm, could this, I hate Hamilton. Could, could this be the, <laughs> the thumping that Dundee are going to give a team that you keep saying every week? Could this be the week? I think it might, possibly. That's, a hull, that's like going to be a hull that you're willing to die on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, well, we say it all the week, every week. A Dundee win will be a Dundee win, but I really want to see us give somebody a doing. Yeah. And I, I, I pray it's them. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not too sure what the outcome we'd have their main striker, I think it's Andy Ryan. He went, mm. he kind of done his knee in, I think his ligaments, and it looked just saving, but he kept playing, and he eventually got hooked off. 
but he's the, the, the danger man for them. So I didn't care in the status we have him, but if they've not got him in the team, then it's not looking good for them up top. So no gain everybody false hope here. I didn't want to gain everybody false hope because <laughs> it's still the Dundee way, even though we're kind of like, well, we're on a no bad we run just now, but um, you're always expecting something, a wee hiccup here and there. Um, but no, it's... Uh, just got to be wary of them. Yeah. Don't bother looking at, you know what I mean? Obviously, we're, we're no Gary Boyer. I'd imagine he's going to be like, you know, he's not going to bother looking at where they are in the league. Mm-hmm. That, just forget that. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going to go out and just play the team. Like you says, I think it'll probably be the same team that um, kind of started mm-hmm. you know, after the subbies, maybe. Because um, I don't, I don't think Grayson will be back. I think it was mentioned. What was it? Soft, soft tissue muscle damage yeah. or something. Could be. Um, yeah, it could be a few weeks. He was, looking, he, he was looking at. He, he was. He pointed to basically gesticulated to his bum and his left calf. Mm-hmm. So. That's a wee strain. I think he'll be. Yeah, that's a few weeks. Like, yeah. So then maybe burning um, Anderson with the cut. Yeah. Stitches. I don't know. That might be a week or two, maybe, unless it just gets covered up. God knows. But yeah. Um, I would. I would go with that team that basically played the majority of the game mm-hmm. on Saturday. Like, I there wouldn't be many changes. Of one no. thing, I kind of. He's probably not going to mark it, but if Grayson did, was fat. I would like to see him in that team. I want to see him in a different role. We burn behind him to see how he, he does because, again, and I've given him a lot of flack on this, like a few other players. I, I, I've not really seen what he's brought to the team, but if I can see him play in a position that you might feel more comfortable in, look more comfortable as well, then you, there could be a player there. Um, yeah, it might work. It might work. Yeah, for him. There's, if, but then that's a burn plays. We'll wait and see. Um, I think. I hope you will. I hope Saturday showed that, like how much uh, the obviously you can't pick players just because the fans want you to pick a player. But I think you can probably look at this one and think, well, the fans might be a bit right on on this one mm. on this account. Mm-hmm. Um, the four thousand yep. old dafties in the stands are actually spot on on having burn on this team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not much really you would change. Nah, nah, I'm, and. I mean, I'm quietly. Co- I mean, I was quietly confident about beating Wraith. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I never really spoke about it that much, but I'm quietly confident here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is like it says last week. You know, with that part of the result, that was a turning point in the season. So mm-hmm. this, that game there against uh, Wraith, we just basically had to Dundee just had to show that it wasn't like a one-off. You know, it was like we could really crack mm-hmm. on here and improve. And uh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so just got to keep going. This is the momentum that we've probably been talking about for forever, what it seems like. I think um, um, I think this is a wee turning point for Dundee as well, because I think we've got to get past the stage of, like, oh, I'm not too sure about this team, a little bit wary about that team. We've got to be thinking, no, they're coming to us, they're coming to Dens or the Colmack Stadium. Like, no, nah, we should be... Like they've got to up their game. So if anything, we just play the way we're doing. We'll win. As we make, need to make need to make dens a fortress. Oh, fortress, fortress dens. I love that. I love that, mm-hmm. I love that expression. But um, like I mean, I mean Boyer like says he was he was, you know, quite complimentary of even, you know, the three subbies that he brought on. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it was Sheridan, Ose, and Cameron. Yeah. And see when you look at it, see see like the Dundee. Like starting eleven, yep, looks strong. Then you look at the bench, you're like, fucking egg. That's a strong bench as well. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think you're probably going to hear like say like five or six guaranteed starters, and then there's going to be boys that could just come in and fill the gaps. Yeah. I think. Um, and I'm pretty certain Boyer mentioned something at the start of the season that he likes these teams to be fit. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wants them as fit as physically fit, like as much as possible. And I think that's going to pay dividends, like mm-hmm. towards the I mean maybe towards the business end of the season, like. But I think it will, and I think it is starting to show a wee bit yeah. that we can, can we can go for the you know the full ninety minutes mm-hmm. or longer. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's quietly confident against pumping them, you know. Mm-hmm. You touched on the substitutions there, um, hmm. boys. Here that got one of the day, Joe. A lot of people say we've probably got one of the strongest benches in the championship, but yeah. I, I, it feels bad to to hand out a wee critique here, but it's how you lo- utilise that. You got it spot on on Saturday. Mm. Um, maybe not all the time, but um, yeah, it just he just needs to with the the changes that need to be made. It's got to impact the team in the way it should. Um, but benefit, yeah, 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 yeah. That's me probably just nitpicking it. So that. I shouldn't really be nitpicking in after a result, eh? But I was just on my mind. It's not like you, that. Danny. It's not like you, eh? I know. I totally forgot, actually, just speaking about mentioning Ose, that uh, Ose, yeah, he was going to have one of their players. Yeah. I can't mean. Yeah. It was like he was proper, like, right, let's go. Let's dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was brilliant. I love seeing that. <laughs> I thought, this boy's only been on the field for a minute and he's why I got sent off. Oh, he was up for it. He was going to have... I can't remember who it was. I couldn't... I couldn't it was remember. Liam Dick nah, or someone. I couldn't, kind of mind I couldn't remember what it was by that point. Quality. But again, that's the kind of... The wee fire in the, the belly. Uh, yeah, 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 man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we need. And that's what we've got, what I think we've got now. Mm-hmm. And... You know what I mean? Like it says, that, I mean, I know I keep going on about the part again, but that's shown, for me anyway, that... There is fight in this team. There is a belief in this team. Mm-hmm. And then we've went there Saturday, um, went to Dens and just wiped the floor. I'm sorry, but we've wiped the floor with Wraith and then we're going to do the exact same at Hamilton. Like, I, c- I cannot see past the Dundee victory. I'm really sorry, Danny. <laughs> a bit. Now could I. 1-0 Hamilton. 1-0 <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> 93rd minute. <laughs> but, Penalty uh, with handball. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, um, I'm looking for. I think I'll, I'll probably be at that game as well, actually. Yep. Yeah, be there with bells on. Yeah, but right. And other Dundee-related news: see, Jim Duffy got a gig after the manager's <laughs> event. He certainly did. After me slagging him about two days later, he gets the Clyde gig. A hard task. It's a pointless task, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think that would be a tough gig for him. Yeah, but, but, but it's Jim Duffy though. I know. You know? I thought he was going to do it though. I looked at the scores. Uh, a half time 2 0 up against Dunfermline at East End Park. I thought, well, well played, mate. Um, yep. But obviously, team at the top of the league, the, they're going to go at you in the second half. And fortunately, that was 2 all. Uh, XD, Kyle Benedictus getting two penalties. Um, but it was good to see Jim back in. Um, like you say, it's an absolutely stand up guy. Um, it's just uh, a shame that he couldn't get the, the victory to go there. But Sure, yeah, that point away them. from home against point away from well, home against the league leaders. That's it. That's it, mate. That's a, That's that's how you that's how you get started. Yeah, there they must be the the playoffs, bottom two. I looked at the league and it's like oh they are bottom two. But um, aye, all the best Jim for that. Honestly, um, all the yeah, best. All the best. Um, 
But I think there's no more D-related stuff. No, had anybody else get jobs or... No. Nah. Just a convincing Dundee victory. Sore head for me. Jim Duffy back in the job. Duffy back in the job. Just the usual. Just the usual. Just the usual weekend for Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, we'll dive into the D archive again. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably not even I all. like this bit I, I like this bit because it, it's just cool could, all of it probably because half of the stuff I mentioned you're leaving the life when it's happened <laughs> yeah probably here's one today Tommy Coyne's 60 year old happy birthday Tommy Coyne happy birthday Tommy Coyne a, a firm fan favourite with a lot of players players fans probably players and fans but... yep 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 Hero. The 15th of November, Dundee signed two players, Sandy McFarlane in 1901. All right. 333 appearances, it's easy for me to say. Um, 71 goals, twice he was manager, eight caps with uh, Scotland while he was at Dundee. Fortunately, running up three times in the league with Dundee, but he won the Scottish Cup. <sighs> back in the hey, hey. back in the golden years, <laughs> 1910s and all that, eh? Dear old Sandy. <sighs> and um, Hugh Reid. Alexander on a Sunday. <laughs> Hugh Reid, 1954. I don't know if you remember that name. Nah, the look of B. Wilderness there. <laughs> <laughs> Big shuggy. Here's one that a lot of people go on about <clears throat> of a certain age. Wait a minute, did you, who did you say Hugh? Hugh Reid. 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 1954. Oh, yeah. um, so on the 16th of November. Dundee played Partick. I think it was the top of the table clash in the the old first division. Um, nineteen ninety one. We beat them 6-2. It was live on Sky. I've got the highlights on the D Archive YouTube channel. Kevin Bremner scores we the most bullet header you've ever seen in your life. I'll have a wee look at that. It is an absolute beezer. I, I never really noticed it until Alan Batillo told us. Because he was like, have you got the highlights to that? And it was like, ah, you can get them up on YouTube. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Hater. So done it. Done it for him. That's great. There was a 6-2 result that went in our favour. <laughs> <laughs> There's a first. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I think they were paid the favour about two years later and beat a 6-2. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll never get too comfortable um, winning 6-2 because it'll just come back and bite you on the arse. <laughs> oh, big style. <laughs> <laughs> so I move on to the 17th of November. We beat Hibs 3-1 at Dens in 2012. Dundee rooted at the bottom in the Premier, or the Premiership, I don't know what it was mm. called at the time. Hibs, top of the league, absolutely like banging them in. Benedictus, well, Kyle Benedictus set us on our way. Um, an absolutely beezer of a goal, if I remember rightly. Like, absolutely like top corner, just blasted that. And then Stevie Mullen scored just after half time. And then Kevin McBride slotted him a penalty. And then he was alright as well, eh? Uh, and I liked then him. Lee Griffiths scored a 90th minute, a wee consolation for the High Bees. Um my memories of that game, uh, my nephew was mascot. Um he was there. Oh, and also Hibbs, I think were the one of the first teams I remember bringing a a, a drum to Dens and they were giving it loudly like right before and I think once the second goal went in, that was it again. Silence. Mm-hmm. 
We'll silence the drum. <laughs> yeah, the drums burst. <laughs> the 18th of November. You'll remember this. Possibly the finest performance from an Ivano Benetti team. St. Mim, 5-0 at Dens, 2000. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty certain I was at that game. Yep, Kniger we too. Gavin Ray, Javier Artero and Stevie Mullen. Um, finishing off the... Route. The route, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, the they highlights are on YouTube. And yeah, Glad. it was. It was probably one of the finest performances from a Benetti team. Um, from an underwhelming Benetti team, I would say, because the players at the disposal that should have done a lot more. But here, that's yeah. another pod. That's another mode for another day. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a beezer. This one's a beezer again for the. I, I like. I like Dennis for the Aldo generation. So. The, <laughs> the old fogies. Old fogies. <laughs> so the nineteenth. Old fogies like Andy Hughes and Co. <laughs> so 19th of November League Cup semi-final first leg at Dens oh second leg actually tell a lie 1980 uh, we took on Air United and won 3-2 Billy Williamson set us on one way 22nd minute um, Gary Christie equalised <laughs> and then Billy McCall scored uh, about 10 minutes into the second half to put Air looking like they're going to the final but upstep Cammy Fraser in the 74th minute to bang in a goal and then Eric Sinclair five minutes before the end slotted home a goal to send Dundee on their there way to the final there at Dens but we're not going about the final at Dens no nah. nah. we'll not speak about that <laughs> 20th of November the only thing I can find was signed Liam Fontaine in 2020 instrumental to going up in the playoffs hmm there was no uh, that wasn't a yeah. hmm, that yeah uh, I wasn't his biggest fan like he played his part sorry Liam if you're listening but he probably isn't but nah mm. played his part give me his due we'll give him that we'll give him that well done there's a hint, man big Liam I just think you hate Dundee defenders not all defenders just, love, just missed them I love John McGee John Marshall. <laughs> Actually, where is Marshall? Is he just is he injured or what? Or I think is he just out of the team. Well, him and McGowan. We've not touched on that. I thought McGowan had a sickness bug, maybe, and he's been out, but he's been out for a few weeks now. Mm. And Marshall, I think he did pick up a knock, mm. and then went back out again. I don't know. Hmm. Someone. I don't know. I just start. There's someone. With McGowan, like, but yeah, you think there's something more sinister to that? Yeah, yeah, like, like the whole Niall McGinn thing. Nah, because I think he was speaking highly of McGowan in the in the the press last week about how he just comes in and gets people tell. Oh, wait and see. I don't think I don't think there's anything sinister. I hope there isn't. Like, you're just looking oh, for a headline. That's what you're looking for. You're like George Tran. <laughs> you just want a headline. <laughs> <laughs> Paul George Cran Grey. Let's just we should message George Cran saying I've heard something. Yeah. <laughs> and mark up something. <laughs> He's oh, well, it's pointless doing that now because he bloody listens. Yeah, he probably fell asleep halfway through this. Like yeah, missed. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, before we go, um I should have really done it start, but I'm going to start getting on social media as again it's the Rabbi D's Christmas Toy Appeal. 
in cahoots with the T. What was it again? The T. T. F. N. Cash for Kids. Um, yep. yep. I see a lot of people have been donating already to them. Uh, a lot of uh, very generous gifts and uh, donations. So it looks like that's going full steam ahead. So well played, Gary, Frank, Wendy, anybody in the Rabbids that's dealing with it. Um, again, we're here to help try and get a few extra presents through the door. So again, if you want to email them, um, it's the Knights, uh, K-N-I-G-H-T-S, 1972 at yahoo.co.uk. And you can also uh, speak to them and send payment via PayPal if you didn't want to bury gifts, but you want to give a donation to it. Or you can even message uh, us um, on the We The Bonnets podcast and we'll go through... uh, through them, uh, speak to them, or just whatever, just anything you can do, just do it. Uh, it's coming yep. for Christmas. <clears throat> Stop being Scrooges. Let's keep to the kids. Um, get get given. Um, have you already have me? Uh, and we will just continue to annoy you about this. Yeah. So we're pretty good at that. Say that or didn't listen. No, no, didn't didn't no listen. Just keep listening, but keep listening. It was just a hollow, <laughs> a hollow bloody what do you call it? <laughs> God, I can I did again. We're gonna call it quits now, aren't we? Because I'm just forgetting yeah. I didn't get what I'm saying now. So thank you very much, Paul, for coming on this week again. That's all right, mate. Yeah, Pleasure. Thank, thank you again to Unicorn Cleaning Services for sponsoring the podcast and bringing the podcast to you, the fans. We'll see you next week or speak to you next week. Because it's no video pod because we're two ugly gets. Um and we'll speak to yourself. <laughs> I forgot that you uh, you've let the fame get to your head, um, <laughs> but we will digest what's happened against Hamilton. We will look at any other talking points in Dundee. We'll look back at the D archive. We'll plug the Christmas toy appeal and anything else we can think of. We will be here to annoy you with. Thanks for now. See you next week. <laughs>